Hello and welcome back to Uneducated, the show where we feel dumb so you don't have to. I'm your host, Cami Scott, and today I'm joined by Greg Gonzalez and Joe Cloys, the co-founders of Youth to the People, a 100% vegan, cruelty-free, sustainable skincare for all. Today we discuss the unique story and how the company came about, why they believe it is so important to focus on their ingredients and their impact on the environment and their community, and how they almost ruined their family business when getting started. Let's get into it. We're definitely talking about it. We talk about it all the time, like what's the path to mm-hmm. going back to the office? And it definitely looks like some sort of a hybrid approach and, yeah, you know, uh, use it more as a, a meeting space and a, you know, creative working space and less of a like formal office where everyone has a desk and a, a chair and a printer and things like that. We, mm-hmm. we just don't need that. I don't know that we needed it before. Yeah. We just kind of thought we did. And yeah. so, you know, let, create the flexibility for people that maybe they want to be in more often than others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's actually really cool that we can rethink like what the office environment is, make it a truly creative space. You know, when people are in, it's really inspiring. It's collaborative. Um, so we've kind of taken a step back. Of course, we had started to set everything up and had all the everything was everybody's working a certain way. But yeah, now we're like, well, let's let's look at this. And uh, there's always an opportunity in, in certain things like that. So to talk a little bit about youth to the people, I think that you guys have such an interesting background of how you got into skincare for those listening who don't know, can you give a little bit of a history with your family and your grandma and how skincare became such an important part of both your lives? We'll start with, so Greg and I are cousins. Um, and you know, yeah, we've been in our beauty, been in beauty our whole life. Um, starting with our grandmother who along with our grandfather had a hair salon in the sixties and seventies, starting in Philadelphia, they moved to the East Bay, uh, Danville, which is about 30 minutes from San Francisco, um, brought the whole family. They had seven kids, uh, and started a hair salon there. Um, <clears throat> as they were building that hair salon, uh, my grandmother, our grandmother really got into aesthetics. Uh, loved, they started offering facial treatments. She was importing a skincare line from, from Europe, from Germany. Um, loved doing facials. Loved what aesthetics was all about, was really into it, learned a ton about ingredients. Um, and they started building that business. Uh, she started distributing skincare to other estheticians or really cosmetologists at that time. There weren't estheticians in California. Um, and selling the products to other cosmetologists, they started building there. And so really was one of the pioneers of offering these services in, in, in the Bay Area. Um, my grandmother, our grandmother and grandfather got divorced in the mid seventies. During the divorce, he, he kind of took everything um, oh, wow. and with that, she lost the distribution to the skincare because there was no longer a man in the business mm-hmm. and that set her on the path. She kind of had two, two ways to go. And she went on the path of, all right, well, I'm going to go make my own skincare line. Cause I love this. I love, I love skincare. I love the also idea of, um, helping other female, uh, women owned businesses start up because the esthetician, the cosmetologist, it can be one person and have a very successful business do very well. And she loved that. She had that entrepreneurial spirit from day one. And she wanted to teach everything she had learned in, in her lifetime to, to other people. And that really kicked her off on that journey to making skincare and, and, um, and helping out other businesses the way she could with her, with her knowledge. Um, and then that, as that business grew, she started her skincare line in 1979. Um, uh, Built it, very small company, still a small company to this day, but uh, run by our two aunts, Lori and Lisa. Lisa is also Greg's mom. Um, and so we, all of us as kids, uh, like I said, our grandmother had seven kids, uh, six girls, 
five of them are estheticians or cosmetologists. So everyone is in beauty in some way, shape or form. So we're always around hair salons or the family business, you know, putting stickers on samples or trying out <laughs> new products or getting facials if they needed a body for a class they were doing. And, and you just grew up around it. Um, it kind of kicked us off on our journey in beauty. Didn't know at the time, mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll let Greg take it from here, but didn't know we were going to get into beauty. Yeah, I mean, one of the most fortunate things for us was just being around that many like strong and powerful and motivated and independent women. You know, we didn't realize what an influence that would would make on us. But, mm -hmm. you know, uh, my mom and all the sisters that were estheticians, you know, you just you do learn so much innately that you don't realize, like, you know, knowing what hyaluronic acid does in a serum at 10 years old, not necessarily <laughs> the normal thing, but for us, we were like, oh yeah, she launched this product called Hydrate in the 90s. And it was one of the first hyaluronic acid serums. So we were learning about that. And as you get a little bit older, you realize like, okay, this is really built into our DNA. Um, and we started, we went down different paths. Um, I played baseball and, and studied music creatively, show business and golf, and we we're doing our own things. And then we went and started working for the family business and realized we had that entrepreneur spirit too, which is deep within us. And professional skincare lines can be um, a little bit difficult to navigate um, mm -hmm. or skincare lines with a lot of SKUs in general. So we started to think about like, okay, well, we have these super effective uh, formulas, um, you know, really on the, you know, our grandmother never used the word clean, but they were pretty much what clean is today, uh, mm -hmm. minus using parabens way back in the day, but like really from a very natural line, but then with hard hitting, effective uh, clinical actives and sort of the best in science. But we wanted to think back from like a formulation side of like, how do we simplify this? Like, how do we take that quality um, and, and simplify it? So that was sort of like the formula inspo. And we started with the cleanser serum and cream, like a really one, easy one, two, three step regimen. Um, but the other side that was kind of happening around, this was like around 2012, 2013, I had just moved to Los Angeles and, you know, I, was, I would walk outside my apartment and there was a new juice shop popping up in every corner. And so mm -hmm. we started having these phone calls back and forth, like oh, all this like cool superfoods that everybody's drinking. I'm drinking kale every single day. Um, you know, spinach, alfalfa, all these amazing like green leafy superfoods and no one had really tapped into that, those like antioxidants and phytonutrients. And so we started to think about like that, those ingredients were really speaking to us. And that was a cool moment, sort of an aha light bulb thing of like taking both of those together. Yeah. It seems like being ahead of the curve kind of runs in your family. The fact that your grandmother was focused on quote unquote clean beauty, even like just focusing on skincare back then, I feel like it was all about like primping instead of prepping. It was like so much makeups and how to, how to use makeups to alter the way you look instead of focusing on your skincare routine. And then you guys taking all of the health trends and noticing that people cared about what was going in their body. And then they would soon be caring about what goes on their body and what's being absorbed into our bodies as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely on the progressive side. I mean, she even had custom like vitamin packs for skin type. Like, you know, I think was that in the nineties or early two thousands, it was way yeah. back. I mean, it was like, it was in like late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Like late nineties, you know, and, and it was almost, it was almost too early. Like a lot of people mm -hmm. didn't even like understand it when we took, you know, they ended up going away out of the line for a while, but that sort of connection to, what you do for your body inside and out and what you put on your skin 
was something that we were always connected to. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many people, when they have a family business and if they're interested, even sometimes when they're not interested, just fall into that family business. What made you want to kind of break off and do your own thing? Because as you said, your grandma's skincare line is still going to this day. How did you go and kind of create your own lane instead of just falling into what all of the women in your family were doing? Um, yeah, it, it's funny as we were, we were both working in, at the family business, Eva's aesthetics and, uh, working with, uh, Lori and Lisa, we started to talk about like this building of this new line. As Greg said, the simplification, taking some of the, it, it was, originally it was like, let's take a couple of our hero products and mm-hmm. kind of take them more retail. Cause we were always so back we're always so professionally driven, which we still are. We wanted to try something in the retail, just direct to cons- consumers. Um, and as we started looking at that, we realized we had this passion for other things that we wanted to bring in and we wanted, so we realized it was, it was a new brand. It was a new organization, mm-hmm. but it started being a new brand and we launched it as a new brand underneath our family's business and really convinced them, um, got the support. Lori and Lisa worked so closely with us on it. And like, you know, we got it kind of like launched out of the back of the business, kind of had all this infrastructure <laughs> that we were able to leverage from like ordering from our current suppliers, really small amounts for us and the warehouse shipping our orders, all these things. And, um it started building quickly um really really quickly and uh at some point this new brand was getting so big it almost actually like took down the family's business in a way because everything was happening so fast Mm -hmm. that the success also brings like you need more cash for things you need all these operational things come up and um everything was kind of focusing on that and so we realized okay it's time we have to split the business out we went through that process to raise venture capital to help us do that. Um, <clears throat> but our, our aunts, Lori and Lisa are still involved heavily with the business, still part owners of the company with us and everything. So it's still very much a family, family operation. We just had to finally do the separation to allow for the growth that we're seeing. Yeah. That's think, really smart. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Greg. I was going to say, yeah, one of the hard, one of the things we realized that was it's difficult when we were trying to work backwards of like, how do we take these products and make it right? Or mm-hmm. like it, a lot of times if you can start with like a really blank slate of creation, then you can get to like a more pure idea. And yeah. so that's what we started to find as we were trying to like sort of work with the professional line. And, and the other big inspiring thing that hit was just the conscious like awakening that was happening around the world and, and uh, the power that people were realizing they had with their dollar and, and um, just the change that people wanted to make like internally with their own lives on a small level and then bringing that outward to the community. And so that, that with the ingredients, that's what the real, like the essence of youth of people is the inspiration. And so once we kind of realized we had this deep inspiration from those two points, we were like, okay, this is, this is it. And then we can build that from like a completely clean slate. And then as Joe mentioned, we convinced the family and almost crashed the business. And <laughs> <laughs> like literally like bad, like we were like, we didn't sleep for, you know, there was oh, a couple no. of weeks. No, I mean, my mom and our Aunt Lori were like, you know, you literally, we have a 30 year business. So like, we're going to crash. It. It, oh, it's one of those things God. of like, you say yes to, you know, you say that you can handle a purchase order and then mm-hmm. uh, you got to figure out a way to, to make it happen um so it was uh it was an interesting a little first, wild uh, ride there for a it, bit yeah we learned we learned firsthand the uh grow too fast and yeah. what that can do so um but it, you know we made it through and uh <laughs> you know uh and then 
still talk to our uh, our aunts every day you know so we made it through that's terrifying i mean getting into business with friends or family or anything can be really nerve-wracking so i'm glad it all worked out for you guys yeah yeah yes too it definitely can we have you know we have a large family and i think the four of us just really always connected Mm-hmm. You know, even as, as kids and growing up, we just had that connection. Um, we're all very close naturally. And I think it helped us to work really well together. And we have that, um, we have that understanding that even when things aren't great or we're, we have difference of opinions or we're upset, like it, we understand it's like just at that moment and we don't hold on to it. So you That's get over great. things really quickly. I yeah. think um, that, so that built in family is makes it that level of trust. Mm-hmm. makes it so great and then at the same time though yeah if you don't have that level of trust even within family it can make it difficult yeah and I guess growing up seeing that and you're all your family members going through that you kind of you know how to communicate as business partners as family and it kind of mm-hmm. melds together for the perfect storm instead of a mess of a storm <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Yep. laughs> you guys as you said you grew so quickly but I also feel like not even that initial growth was maybe your biggest growth since I've heard of you guys. I mean, I saw your first location in downtown LA and I think there was, I don't know, like 11 of you working there and that was your whole team. And now you've grown even larger. How are you, how are you controlling that growth and navigating it? Cause you mentioned it was hard in the beginning. I'm sure it's not getting any easier. Was it kind of a like a fake it till you make it mentality? Or did you guys just have the skills from watching your family? Like what were, what were those things that really got you through those growth periods and being able to adjust for anyone listening who has a company and needs a little mm-hmm. advice? That's a great question. That's a great question. I mean, you know, I feel like at every stage of like, when you're embarking on something and you're seeing some success, mm-hmm. uh, you're always kind of have that little fake it till you make it or like, you know, okay, I've got to walk through something that I've never been through. Um, but then you kind of realize that all of your experience kind of leads you up to that next point that you need to, to walk through. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think for us, it's just, it, it's the people, it's bringing people into the team. It's bringing talented people around us. Um, it's listening, learning, it's trusting our gut in the right times, you know, trying to learn as, from our mistakes as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. understanding that you're going to make mistakes that's in that and that's okay um so but it, it really is like finding that that sweet spot of making sure the right people around you trust in your people and then always going back to your gut because you're getting more and more information right the bigger it gets the more information you get and it can get it can get kind of hard to to zero in on some of the things that uh were easier in the beginning to know like where you want to take something so i mean yeah we're still doing it you know every every uh Every step of the way, like I said, you're kind of stepping into something new, which which makes it really exciting, but can be a bit scary at times as well. You're excited yeah. about the growth. It means that you're doing better. But then at points, I'm sure you're kind of like, all right, people, slow down. Like we will take a few orders next week. This is a bit much. <laughs> you guys have such a heavy focus on community and ingredients. And I think really everything a consumer now wants from a brand and really requires from a brand, we don't want brands who aren't focused on the ethical side of it, but that wasn't as popular when you guys got started out and it's very expensive to make sure that you're having all the best ingredients in doing donations, doing community outreach. Why was that such a, an important element for you guys to have right out, right out of the gate? Um, 
you know, it, it's, it's always been so important to us and it, it goes back to family in a lot of ways. It's what, it was an important thing for our grandmother, whether she was training a new, uh, an esthetician that was going to be carrying her line and she would literally have them like stay at her house for a week to help them afford. So it's just that type of being open to taking care of others and learning from others that we always saw growing up and learned from our family that at this, as we built these people, we wanted to embody that. And at the same time, we have a desire to, to be the best and only use the best. And mm -hmm. if we are going to put the best ingredients that we eat and drink, we're going to put that in our skincare. So it's that combination of just wanting to help that, you know, being fortunate enough to be able to help others. Also, we want to learn from others and then just wanting the best and that, that wanting the best applies to all the products we make and applies to, you know, we care about the planet, we care about people and we're going to put that same effort into it. Yeah. And I think that that contributes to a lot of youth to the people's success that people recognize that and see that. I mean, the products are so great and I love the product so much that even if y'all were the shittiest people in the world, it'd be hard to not <laughs> use them. But I think that it makes you feel better about using the products when you read the message behind everything, when you know how sustainable it is, it makes you feel a lot of times consuming stuff feels guilty because it feels so wasteful. And I think whenever I use your products, I don't feel that guilt. I feel like I am contributing to something good, which is such an important thing to a consumer these days. So for the ingredients, I think in the US, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys probably know this better than me. I think there's only 11 ingredients that the FDA doesn't allow, different chemicals that they don't allow in beauty products. Why is that? Do you think that that's going to get better? And how are you regulating your products on your own to make sure that they're healthy and safe since the FDA really isn't doing it much. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a drastic difference between what's going on in the U S and then in Europe, which I believe is like 1320, mm -hmm. 1328, I think ingredients. So there's like a drastic difference. Um, for us, I mean, we went off the European standard for safety just because they're so far ahead of everything. Um, and I, and we always recommend like even tiny brands. Well, is, is like eventually you're going to want to hopefully get your products internationally too. So it's, it's good from that side. Um, but, uh, you know, thankfully it's kind of becoming the common denominator, like where people, where brands need to be because people are asking for it and they, and they need it, but there, there really needs to be more regulation around cosmetics in, in the U S. Um, and so because of that, it really falls, sadly, it falls on the responsibility of the brands. Um, but you know, we, we look at, as a good responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, um, but it's always important to, for every brand, I think, to it just as the individual, learn as much as possible, really look into why things um, are banned or why they got a bad rap and do they deserve the bad rap. And, you know, trying to be as transparent about education around it as possible is something we're really passionate about. Yeah, it's really helpful when brands take that initiative because as a consumer, luckily, most of my job is around that. So I have the time to research ingredients and try to figure out if it's good or not for me. But the average consumer doesn't have that time to look into each product. Are there any ingredients that you think are getting a bad rep right now that you don't think are that bad or ones that we should be looking out for? Yeah. And I think too, to kind of follow up on your last question that kind of ties into this is like, in a way, the consumer is driving what the brands are doing and the mm -hmm. brands are driving what the consumer wants, which is driving the ingredient manufacturers to go to the cleaner mm -hmm. ingredients and cleaner forms and 
it's not just about natural, it's just about clean. And there's a ton of clean synthetics that are more sustainable, better and safer for your skin and more effective. And we, you know, believe in that and bring that into our product formulations. Um, but, you know, now more than ever, with, if you take a look at the EU ban list, um, very few ingredients on that are like, you're not really sourcing those anymore. And if you are, it's like, it's kind of like, why? Yeah. Because there's so many great alternatives that are proven to be better in every single way. So I think we're seeing the tides turn. So I don't know if the FDA will ever do anything, but it's kind of like just the world is making something happen regardless of what, I think we're seeing that in a lot of areas of life right now, like mm -hmm. regardless of what government or regulations say, just people are making a change happen, which is what Youth the People is all about. And so it's, that's what, that's what we're excited for. Um, but ingredients themselves, I think Greg and I talk a lot about this preservatives and fragrance always are getting a bad rap left and right. And I think the preservative uh, conversation is starting to shift back to why preservatives are good. Mm -hmm. um, because you need preservatives, no matter, especially as we bring in more plant extracts, more cool ingredients that are super effective, new forms uh, of, of different vitamins that are super effective. They need to be safe. You don't want microbial, you don't want, you know, bacterial buildup. Mm -hmm. where preservatives got a bad rap, I think was whether it's phenoxyethanol, potassium sorbate, um, of course, parabens, we all know, but especially like phenoxyethanol and potassium sorbate is they were being used to hold the product together. Mm -hmm. They weren't being used to just kill bacteria and fungal growth. And a lot of these plant extracts do have those and, you know, so, and, or where you were dipping your finger in the jar, you were using a spatula, but you sanitize that spatula, like all these little things. So they're doing that job. They're not holding the product together. So they're at very safe levels. Um, whereas I think in the past, you'd see a large level of preservatives to hold everything together and keep it consistent, which with, with good formulation, you don't need that. Yeah. And like you mentioned with so many natural ingredients that you want in your products, they're going to have a shelf life of a week if we don't have some type of exactly. preservative in it. And that's exactly. going to be terrifying to put on your face, like some nasty ass spinach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Like you, you only, yeah, you only two month old spinach that's yeah. been sitting out on your bathroom. So, but it can be in skincare. Yeah. Fragrance has been the really, the one that I have been so confused about personally. Um, I have really sensitive skin. So a lot of times there are specific fragrances that I know are going to just irritate me. And most of my friends and people in my life, they're fine. So if I get a product that has a ton of fragrance in it, I just pass it off to someone else. It doesn't mean it's not a good product. And I feel like, I think it's kind of come with the experts on social media, the, the quote unquote experts who are doing great and looking into ingredients. But for some reason, fragrance is like the hot button ingredient right now that people are just mad about mm -hmm. and don't want in any single product. Are there, is there a way to differentiate yeah. between those fragrances of what's okay for you, what you should maybe patch test and what you should avoid? Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I think, you know, and people are hoping to get, you know, they, they want to, the highest chance that like something's not going to irritate them or it's going to work for them is what they, is what everyone's hoping, right? It's like, I can look at this and think like, okay, this is definitely going to work for me. I've, I've had some skin sensitivities. I, I personally have really sensitive skin too. Um, and so really high fragrant things I, I can't do or certain ones really um, will throw me off. But, you know, really with a lot of ingredients, whether they're good, bad or, or, or anything, the danger actually is in the dose. It's really about how much of something is in a formula, whether that's a good, like amazing for ingredient like vitamin C, right? You go too high and it's, it's, it's not good. It's going to be incredibly irritating. 
Um, you go way past the level, it could be, you know, actually damaging to your skin. And that's an amazing ingredient. And so the same is true for fragrance um, or, or other ingredients like preservatives, as Joe just mentioned. So that's where like the education of being specific about how much is in something matters so much um, and really being specific with, with the formulas. So um, yeah, the amount matters is sort of like the, the biggest, the biggest factor. And, you know, two, it's like two out of a hundred people are like truly allergic to fragrance mm -hmm. that have that. But then um, I think there's just a, there, there's definitely a, a view out there of just sort of saying like, if the one side, like this is, this is, how, it's like one size fits all approach to like, if you take these things out for sure, it's going to be okay or safe for your skin or not irritate you. And that's not necessarily true. It really comes down to specific formula and product. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, always, always testing uh, a small amount, always a good idea, depending on like what the skew is. Um, you know, a small patch test is always, is always good. You guys are, are so good at creating skincare for all. And I know that was a, is a big mission for you to not focus on specific genders because skincare in general has been so skewed with female products being so expensive and male products having to be like rough and tough, even though that's the last thing you want on your skin. How do you find that balance of creating skincare for all, but acknowledging that everyone's skin is very different and skincare really isn't one size fits all? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's like, there's two approaches to like that we take when we look at skincare for all and skincare for all has many meanings to us, but when you look at the products themselves and the formulations, it's, it, it's in some ways ties back to the fragrance. Like a lot of times the difference like skin is skin and, and people have skin types, skin conditions, and no matter uh, gender, ethnicity, like where they live, all of these, none of that matters. It's really like the factors are where do they live and what is their skin type? And I can find someone from different parts of the world with totally different backgrounds that has the same skin type. Mm -hmm. um, and that's due to like the size of your pores, the amount of large pores you have, the amount of small pores you have. Do you, are you, you know, prone to get oily during the day? Do you keloid if you, from, you know, think all these questions come up and how thick is your skin that affects how much you should exfoliate um so these things really define like the product line you should use and like the products you should use uh, and that i think is how that's how we formulate and that's how our grandmother always formulate that's how our aunts formulate all the products they work on um it's by type and condition and then past that it's it's you know that's really what it is and then i think this the gendering of skincare that was happening before that is really starting to go away. Um, it, it was re really tied to fragrance and packaging, mm -hmm. you know, but everything else, like we're putting the same, the same actives, like depending on how, what you need for your skin, you need those same actives. So it was like, they would, there would be a fragrance, a type of fragrance added that was not as neutral or the packaging would, you know, the men's packaging was blue and silver mm -hmm. and, you know, like those, those basics. And, and we approach it as look, this, we are, two guys making a skincare line. And so of course the design and the aesthetic is going to fall within what we are looking for. Uh, that is, that works for everyone. And, and um, fragrance wise, certain products have fragrance, certain ones don't. And we, the fragrances for us are inspired by the natural extracts or the, the extracts that we use. And, and that I think drives a lot of what, that drives what we do. Mm -hmm. Not to make it too much of an ad for everyone listening, but I will say as sensitive as my skin is and how much fragrance can irritate me, none of your products have ever irritated my skin. So <laughs> just awesome. to yeah, throw we, that out there. For yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and it's not like we actually within our line, I mean, over a third of them 
you know, I don't have any fragrance at all or scent mm-hmm. pro scent. I should, we should say scent from plant oils. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, really it's like, we don't even, even from product to product, we really look at the product and say like, okay, like, like, um, you know, like the dream mask has plant oils that provide the scent, but like what, how that works for that product mm-hmm. at that small, tiny amount to give it that experience that, really, because it's really like connecting to ritual. We want to create products that like connect to people's lives day in and day out that you look forward to using as you're taking a moment for yourself in the morning and at night. And so depending on what that skew is, we can create uh, a better experience and something that you really are drawn to. And the more that you use something, the more the more you're going to get the skin benefit, right? So mm-hmm. if it has vitamin C in it and you're, you love to use it every day, it's better for your skin. And then some products uh, specifically like our adaptogen line that's really focused on dry and sensitive skin, uh, completely neutral. There's no plant extracts or oils providing scent. And so we really are extremely thoughtful. So um, yeah, it really depends per, per product. And that's probably why you find success because depending on which one you're using, there's different things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do rigorous testing uh, on that to make sure that, you know, they're, they're completely great for sensitive skin and and irritation and it's actually one of the benefits of having still having the professional skincare business is we actually can send products there and they can test them in the back bar and the testing facility and so we're getting a lot of people that um, are trying the products along with the ourselves of course <laughs> we get the fun trial and error yeah. trying to try and exfoliation products and sending pictures back and forth of our <laughs> yeah that's right. of our face fry yeah you're so, like, oh, this one doesn't work so moving I'm on like, i'm like all right well i was red for 45 minutes uh but it did <laughs> it but did i feel away. great now yeah oh, yeah super soft <laughs> renewed <laughs> well you guys are trying to stay ahead of the curve on every aspect i feel like because you're you are so related to health and wellness and saying whether it be adaptogens or your the kale cleanser from the beginning of launching how are you staying ahead of those health trends as well because i feel like now that's beyond just beauty and skincare trends it's the health world as well where are you getting your intel let us know <laughs> yeah um i know i'm trying to think you know it's honestly a lot of uh you know different, different shopping that we'll find it really interesting, like boutique, you know, mm-hmm. uh, natural, uh, natural grocery stores, or even just, you know, what, uh, what other like local juice shops are bringing in. That's really interesting. Um, you know, we blend that with sort of seeing what's kind of local around Los Angeles and California and seeing like what wellness ingredients are interesting. We, you know, Yerba Mate was one that got really exciting because it was like an option of like amazing, like, nutrient-rich plant but also with like caffeine so it's like such a great coffee alternative mm-hmm. um and so next thing i know our whole team is drinking your mate walking around the office <laughs> and so we're like oh this is a an epic ingredient to bring in um to skincare so mm-hmm. a lot of times we just try to let it like flow and be as natural as, pro- as, as possible and then on the other side um you know joe and i are just kind of hunter and gatherers for like the cosmetic clinical actives. And so when we were traveling, um, you know, we would go across the, of the globe, uh, everywhere from like shows in Bologna, Italy to, to Korea, um, to just learn and, and see what's happening in the different areas of the world where mm-hmm. they're really pushing to, uh, pushing skin technology and, 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 um, 
and just see what like speaks to us. And so we try to really find the marriage of like, you know, something that works internally in wellness so well, um, that's like just nutrient dense. Like it's how we try to find the most nutrient dense and antioxidant rich plants in the world. And then the newest and most effective clinical actives um, and science driven ingredients that are out there. So that's been a little bit harder not, you know, we've, we can't wait to go kind of like get that inspiration again. Um, mm-hmm. When, when we can yeah definitely miss like the events the shows the yeah you know ingredients the other brands and just really miss that part of it it's it's, it's those are always so fun I feel like the next couple of years are going to be so creative because everyone feels so stunted and not able to like share their thoughts and their creations with everyone so I think these next couple of years are going to be really exciting to see everyone grow and change in the new inventions and what's going so on too. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be great. Is there a specific area in the world you guys think is just so advanced with skincare and just ahead of the curve with everything? I mean, Korea is definitely yeah one of the, the most you know inspiring places mm-hmm. to visit. I mean, yeah, you just the amount of beauty and skincare happening there uh, and the dedication to it is so inspiring. So that's definitely one. Mm-hmm that comes to mind yeah what yeah korea definitely leads it um i'm trying to think past that <laughs> like korea um, is just top definitely notch. like the top yeah like the top is like a lot of inspo within mm-hmm. skincare um you know i mean but you, you know one thing we you know we find inspiration everywhere so mm-hmm. especially within our ingredients and different parts of the world especially like within the superfoods and some of the plant extracts we're looking for that they come from all over the world and um yeah and there's a lot of innovation happening here yeah. yeah that's what i was going to say too there's kind of a our, lot of innovation yeah. happening here i mean we make all of our products in california and i mean there are i can't tell you how many cosmetics manufacturing labs there are in california there's a lot of them and yeah. a lot, with a lot of fantastic chemists and r d teams and um that are meeting with all of the ingredient suppliers as well and they're coming in with new ideas so it's, it's really is a great great place to to, to be making skincare Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's so nice to see the products and the ingredients in your skincare go hand in hand with just our general lives. It just, it's easier to meld that into your life when you already get it and you've been hearing about it all around you and it kind of just goes hand in hand with everything. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. So what's next for you guys and youth to the people, any new products or secrets you can share with us? <laughs> uh, yeah. Have a new, uh, our next product launch is March 22nd. Oh, very so, soon. Very soon. Um, super excited for it. Uh, what can we share? It's a new mask. Mm. Um, and it's, it's got some pretty. So it's a it's a very powerful mask. That's the that's the hint. That's the <laughs> Ooh, hint. Okay. All right. I'm gonna brainstorm yeah. that. Yeah. There's a yeah certain there's a different lines and that word uh, might leave the right from of the hint. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Has it been hard developing products during quarantine and everything going on this year and everyone being remote? What has that looked like for you guys? It's definitely more been more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everything from like the formulation side of like, you know, uh, there was a good amount of time where we couldn't get into the lab at all, even with safety precautions, you know, it was just mm-hmm. not, not happening at all. Um, so getting products to the team to test it and getting feedback and all of that. And then also just from like the packaging side, the sourcing side, the design side really mm-hmm. makes it so it, it just, it's difficult um, to get that collaboration and decision-making done and then plain and simply just to get some of the uh, 
the sourcing and the uh, is, is is hard so it's it's uh we're kind of getting more streamlined at it now and getting mm -hmm. better at it but it's it's been uh a lot more difficult this year it just takes just takes longer and there's nothing like being in the room together looking at the next form mm -hmm. the goop trying it together you know experiencing it together so what, what are you smelling what are you feeling what are you seeing and you know we can do that in zoom we can do that but it's not the same mm -hmm. um and especially when you're putting the whole product together within with packaging with the box with you know you just you can't get the same total experience so that's that's one of the biggest i think things we miss about being remote is that, yeah. that that product development piece there's just certain times we're being together is is better hopefully we can get a little bit back to that sometime yes. soon i'm like dying to get a vaccine i'm like how does this happen what do i need to do <laughs> i know it's coming we're <laughs> getting I've there had, yeah i've had friends who are just like camping out at the sites because if they don't yeah. have enough people come at the end of the day they're just giving them out so they're like I'm just gonna hang out around oh. here and see if i can get it yeah i've got a couple of friends doing the same thing too yeah, yeah. they're just like yeah gotta do what you gotta do i'm like all i want to do <laughs> is fly home to pittsburgh and see my family Oh, I know. How, yeah. I was going to ask how has it been over a year? Yeah, I was, I saw my parents last Christmas and then the, my extended family and my brother, I don't even know when, like last October, November. So it's been a minute. Yeah, that is. It's rough, is. but we're getting there. I have, I have some faith. I feel like we all kind of like went down when it came up on the earmark that we're like another March of this, but <laughs> like, I have yeah. another birthday coming up. I'm like, how did I go into this pandemic 28? And I'm like about to be 30. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but yeah, just focusing on wild. skincare. So it doesn't look like I'm 30 yet. <laughs> That's right. There you go. That's right. That's Thank right. you guys so much. Uh, I learned so much. This was so wonderful. Can you let everyone know where to find Youth to the People products? And also, can you tell everyone how to sign up for the Youth to the People newsletter? Because I think they're so great. There's so much information there and it's not just focused on skincare. You guys really focus on the community and social issues and injustices. And I think it's, it's very informative and all encompassing. So if you can let people know where to get all that info. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything, go to our website, youthofthepeople.com. Um, very easy to sign up. We definitely get you with the pop-ups to drop your email in. So you sign up and uh, benefit there as you do get those newsletters. Um, we're also, so everything's available on our website as well with uh, Sephora.com, Sephora and Sephora.com. And we're in all Sephora stores nationwide. Um, so awesome. As those are, as those are open, if they're open near you, you'll be able to find our products. There you go. I think Sephora is like on Postmates now too. It's crazy. You can, yeah. you can get your stuff right away. So go yeah, order quick. you to the people. Yeah. Every, everything faster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thank you guys so much. Thank Good luck you. with everything. Good Thanks, luck Cammie. being remote. I'll talk to you soon. Thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye.